Hello and welcome to Lifetimes of Learning, a production at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. In our podcast series, we will be discussing the teachings and principles of Buddha Dharma, which is just as relevant today as they were 2,600 years ago. In this podcast, we will cover a Dharma teaching titled Building for Buddha, an article written by Anita Carter and Frank Carter. Wherever you are, we invite you to bring your mind inside and listen to the teachings of the Buddha. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambuddhasa Building for Buddha This article explains one form of Buddhist practice that can help us to improve our minds and the way we operate in this world. The example it provided is that of building, restoring or renovating buildings for Buddha. When done correctly, building can be a practice which makes not only new buildings, but new minds and karma to have refuge in Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. When we practice Buddhism, we find out there are often better ways to operate in the world than the ways we learned when we grew up. Buddhist practice is to restrain ourselves so that we think, speak and act in ways which we will cause our minds to improve and which will lead us to a bright and secure future. We gradually recognize what we think we know needs to be re-examined. We need to hold lightly to what we think we know to prepare our minds to make a change for the better. When we build for Buddha, this can also be the case because when done correctly, building can be a practice which makes not only new buildings but new minds and karma to have refuge in Buddha, Dharma, Sangha. We need to find out how to build in a way which contributes to our Buddha, Dharma learning and refuge. We can make a lot of merit by constructing a Buddhist temple, possibly fast amounts, but if we build with the wrong approach, this merit will just be causes to receive the worldly acquisition and the wealth of many buildings in our future. No Buddha, no Dharma, just buildings. I can remember one of the first lessons I was given in building was when our Dharma teacher John Hughes decided to build a gate at the Buddhist Discussion Centre Australia. It is now known as the Northern Gate and has since been adapted to house the centre's temple bell. We built the gate section by section until only the roof remained to be completed. We found some slate tiles which were ideal for the roof and I arranged three days off work to complete the task and help with other things. Whilst I was eager to start work on the tiles, two holes had to be drilled through every tile to enable them to be secured to the roof. Each time I thought I was going to get started, my teacher would suggest we do something else, or at least have a cup of coffee, or maybe lunch. The first day passed without me getting my hands on the tiles, the very thing I had set my time aside to complete. Day two was just plain frustrating. Despite my increasing eagerness to start work on the tiles, John had other things which needed more immediate attention. From memory, we would just sit while he talked about things. I think he talked for many hours during the three days, 
telling me about one or another thing that maybe I really wasn't interested in at all. And on it went. In my head, I had all these self-imposed timelines. I was mulling over. Unfulfilled, urges to be active, impatient aggravation, to get holes drilled. As I boiled, I could recognize my mind's strong addiction. I was stuck on following my agendas and a deep attachment to doing, which was being thwarted. The teacher was teaching the Dharma. He was helping me. He was using the project of building the gate to reduce my mind's greed, my attachment to my views and opinions, my likes and dislikes, so I could come to the right view. We build for Buddha not to act out our own agendas, even if acting out our agendas makes us feel comforted. Buddha training is designed to reduce our grabbing and grasping, our craving. Our attachment to our own refuges, narrowness, and opinions. This is because wisdom cannot arise while there is attachment to these things. Dharma projects are not only so we can make merit. If we don't guard against our greed or stinginess or hate when working in our projects, they are not fulfilling their function fully. And we are not benefiting through reducing our unwholesome mental states or building our wholesome states. Setting up right motive. At the beginning, we need to approach our projects with the view that we are here to learn how to practice Buddhism correctly and build good minds through doing these worthwhile activities. This is the first thing we need to produce, which is called right motive. You can develop many good qualities of mind whilst making the merit. The good minds help build the merit. The merit helps the good mind get stronger and arise more frequently. But you have to target this for it to happen. You have to set yourself up with the right motive and wholesome effort for this to happen. Some of the good qualities we can cultivate by building for Buddha are patience. Practicality, flexibility of mind, lightness of mind and mental states, pliancy of mind, mindfulness, generosity, professionalism, friendliness, adaptability of mind, attention to detail, wise use of energy, keeping five precepts, joy, recognizing our resources. Recognizing the wonderful blessings and conditions we already have by being in the position to do this work as an offering to the Buddha, Dharma, and Sangha with Buddha in our heart. Number one, before commencing building, before starting work, we can prepare our mind by chanting homage to the Triple Gem, Namo Tassa, for example, the five precepts. And the triple gem refuge, preferably in front of a Buddha image. As we work during the day, it is important to keep five precepts and recollect that this work is to provide a suitable Dharma teaching environment where people and devas can come to learn and practice the Buddha Dharma for many years into the future. It is the mission of our center, for example, that we propagate the Buddha Dharma at our location in Upway for at least five hundred years. Number two, 
Work safely and mindfully guidelines. To keep the environment a safe workplace, ensure that everybody wears safety clothing when appropriate, such as eye goggles, gloves, hard hats, boots, and so on. Ensure that the builders drink plenty of liquids to not become dehydrated, particularly during the hotter weather towards summer. Vigorous physical activity can burn lots of energy, so ensure everybody's food intake is sufficient. We generally stop work if the temperature reaches 35 degrees Celsius. Examine the risks of each activity before starting. We look if there are sharp edges protruding, beams we can bump our head on, things we can trip over. We check out our surrounds well before we commence so we can recognize the potential dangers. Pay attention to where other people are working. There is a risk of accident or injury occurring from the activities of persons working near each other. Generally, don't rush to work. Also, we don't shout or yell, which is disturbing to others. Nor do we play games or hype ourselves or others up in the workplace. We do not allow children on the work site. We are considerate of others and work harmoniously helping each other. Have respect for the tools. Tools have helped build much of our human world. They enable us to do something we could not otherwise do. Their use facilitates our modern lifestyle and the standard of living we enjoy. Keep them clean and put them under the cover of rain. 3. We wish our buildings to be beautiful. We use care that our work is pleasing to the eye. Unparalleled edges, for example, tend to disturb the mind. Things out of level can also have that effect. Poor workmanship stands out, so we need to apply care and attention to the quality of our work. We have a rule to double-check all our measurements with care and attention. And if we are working with someone else, ask them to do the double-checking. We see our work as an offering to the Buddha, Dharma and Sangha. This includes monks and nuns and lay Dharma teachers and the many beings who will use this building we have created to learn and practice Buddhism in the future. The building site has a leader who sets the pace, generally allocates the task and decides when we rest for tea, coffee or food. We check with that person to find out what needs to be done next and if we are unsure of how to do some aspects of the job we are working on. 4. At the end of the day. Put away the tools and materials and leave the site tidy for the next day's work. Remember to dedicate your merit. Be particularly careful that you do not let your minds go to unwholesome behaviour after spending time building. The unwholesome minds will become stronger quickly because of all the merit you have just made, even if you have dedicated the merit. Finding resources. 
From time to time, you may have the opportunity to get something for free which could be useful in building such as tools, nails, or building materials such as a door, for example. We encourage members to look out for such things as over the years, many of the materials we have used in our constructions have been donated to us as dana. In our kitchen building project some years ago, just as we were about to start building the kitchen cupboards, sink and stove areas, one of our members heard that her neighbour had a professional kitchen sink in the garage they were not using. The neighbour was delighted to donate that to us and it is a great example of what can be found if we keep it in mind to look. We can offer to pick up such items if they are too big for the donor to transport them. Five kinds of Dharma Chetia. It is worth recollecting that the Buddha advised there are four categories of pagoda worthy of homage. When we build for Buddha, we are most likely providing a building which is in one of these four categories. These buildings are called Dharma Chetias in Pali and are significant because of the holy objects they protect and house. 1. Datu Chetia, a pagoda or stupa containing the relics of the Buddha, a Pacheka Buddha, an Arhant or universal monarch. Number 2. Paribhoga Chetia, the four holy sites connected to the life of the Buddha in India. Number 3. Dharma Chetia, a building which contains Dharma books, Tripitaka, and other scriptures. Number 4. Udesika Chetia, a building that contains images of the Buddha or his noble disciples. Objects worthy of respect in this category also includes the requisites belonging to monks, whether it be robes or bowls. When we are the builders of such holy structures, we are offering something truly precious to our community, the Buddha Sasana and all living beings. The Dharma community and its members that use the building are sustained and supported by its existence for their well-being and attaining perfect enlightenment. The structure by its nature protects and preserves all within, and the benefits of our offering in most cases will continue for a very long duration, possibly even hundreds of years. This article was written by Anita Carter and Frank Carter on the 24th of August 2006. This concludes the teaching of Building for Buddha. Thank you for listening to our Lifetimes of Learning podcast. To listen to our other recordings, please go to our website www.bdcu.org.au and click on Dharma Teachings. Or you can go to our online World Buddhist Radio station from our website by clicking on Buddhist Radio. May you be well and happy. May all beings be well and happy.